This is Jessica, and you're listening to a special edition of the Friendly Atheist Podcast. I am joined here tonight, today, with my dad. Say hi, dad. Hi, Jess. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, thank you for joining me here. This is our first time in the home together for a year. Yes, yes. Happy to be here. Um, So, what are we doing here? We are... I wanted to talk to you because... um, I have heard a lot of anecdotal stories of peers of mine who have parents who are always Republicans, and then when Trump sort of became the next big thing for the GOP, you and many people your age in your demographic sort of split. Um, you know, two roads diverged in a yellow wood, etc. Um, and you went from being a Republican for most of your adulthood to not only voting blue, but volunteering in Joe Biden's campaign. It became something you genuinely cared about. Um, Whereas a lot of people, and I know a lot of your peers are like into Donald Trump and likely still are. Um, So I just kind of wanted to sort of pick your brain and sort of think about if somebody's parent or somebody did get really into Donald Trump, do you think there's any talking points that are useful and also why you know why 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 did you come back to the democratic party when you had kind of shunned it for a little bit so let's start at the beginning i guess so you were born 49 uh you were a democrat up until your 30s so I kind of became politically aware of what most of us did in college. Mm-hmm. High school, you don't know what you're doing. No. And uh, it just so happened when I started college in 1967, it was in the middle of the Vietnam War. Mm, I've heard and, of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the war was a thing. Mm-hmm. And it was a really bad thing. And it was really, really divisive. Keep in mind, my father and fathers of boomers were basically World War II guys. So, mm. you know, December 8th, 1941, these guys were lining up. They they signed up to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they served their country well. Many of them obviously uh, lost their lives. But they won two world wars, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You may not like their politics, but they won two world <laughs> yeah, wars. They, so, know how to, they know how to kill other people, so I guess. You gotta, so, so you gotta, you got to give them that. When they, when they came back from the war, you know, there was a big GI Bill. The government spent a ton of money to take care of these guys. Mm-hmm. For the most part, uh, they, they came back, they finished their education or got their education, mm-hmm. you know, got married. Uh, I recently learned a statistic that, like, something like 50% of World War II vets ended up starting a small business. Yeah, because all they, the hardware stores mm-hmm. or dairies or yeah. just, just... And I only know stuff. that because I'm reading a book about how black people were widely excluded from that kind of shit. Yeah, so they 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 came back. They all managed to get jobs Whether mm-hmm. they started. I mean, the economy was booming. Mm-hmm. Interest rates were nothing. Yeah. So uh, homes were uh, affordable. And, and for the most part, their life was they... The man worked... The woman stayed at home to, mm-hmm. to take care of the kids. Um, black people were in certain areas, not so nice areas of the city. You know, and then they'd come home and, uh, you know, they drank a lot. They, they, like my dad, never talked about the war. These guys would never talk about the war. But you could tell that it 
taken some kind of a toll out of them as you would expect it. Well, to. we're talking about an entire generation of men who are <sighs> probably all have PST, P, PTSD of some stripe, which we which we never knew existed. Oh, of course which not. We never knew. Rub some dirt on it, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, when Vietnam came, and you know, suddenly we're listening to the Beatles, and our hair is long, and didn't like that. And did you have long hair? Yeah, <laughs> such a hippie. It, it didn't look good, but I but I had it. <laughs> the Bloomkey family is not blessed with amazing no, hair. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Um, but it was they they fully expected their sons mm-hmm. uh, to be good Americans and don't question why we're in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. My country, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the fact that. There was a great reluctance from many of my peers and me to go fight this war was a was a real poke in their eye. Do you think your peers had a firm understanding of what the war was about? Because the thing with World War Two, right, is that let's was go. Pretty, that was pretty. We'd, <laughs> Pearl Harbor got bombed. Yeah, that's bad. Let's go get the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Not only did we not know then. If one of your listeners wants to reach out to us now and tell me why we were there, I would be happy to hear. There's, there still is no reason. The domino effect of communism? That effect, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, all I know. Yeah. And like, and even then, I think at the time when you were growing up, communism was just such a dirty word that it scared the shit out of anybody who yeah. heard it. And like, oh, those are the bad guys. Better dead than red. And they, and they, and and they were really bad guys. But fighting over there had nothing to do with it. Right. So, you know, we kind of slipped into it. Kennedy sort of got us into it in little baby steps. And then LBJ came along. And honest to God, he couldn't figure out what to do. You know, nobody, none of the generals, none of the president wanted to be the guy. The mm-hmm. first war America lost. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a huge problem. And how long was the writing on the wall that we were not going to be successful? Uh, I think the, the generals knew it. Pretty quick. Pretty quick, but they couldn't figure out how to how to get out. Mm-hmm. So Nixon comes along. Um, I thought he was. I kind of delight in your hatred of Nixon. <laughs> uh, I thought he was the worst president you could have and the worst guy you could have, and and he's still a strong number two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we all had anybody that of my age will remember the night when you're sitting in a living room and they have the lottery draft so mm-hmm. there's a big fishbowl with ping pong balls and and uh you you uh, i was sitting on nick dragasic's couch that is you know just watch just and you like, were held i was 19 okay. um and they they, they so did a big one because it was the first time before between like 18 and 22 and then after that they did one every year the deal was as long as you were in college and on track for graduation mm. you had your 2s deferment um if you couldn't afford to go to college or you weren't smart enough to go to college Mm -hmm. you were in the army it was very very unfair that way very unfair so you know it was it was only it was only men no no women were involved in this and you just sat there and said oh my god what what's going to happen and they were drawing birthdays right they were drawing birthdays Mm -hmm. they're drawing birthdays so my number was 149. So I so I had a couple of years in college. You know, I finished in four years, four years plus a quarter. So sorry, I just wanted to clear up. So you were 149, which meant 
out of the 365 days. So they yeah. would say, we're going to take one through 50. Yes. You know, yes. 51 through 100. Yes. And and so if we're going to 150. I'm f- fucked. Yeah. In uh, the year before they that, they went to 175. Oh, fuck. So, you know, boy, you talk about, a, 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 you know, you're a kid anyways. You don't know what's going on. You know, I'm going to finish college. If I got to go to, you know, I don't know. And, I, you know, you started seeing guys coming back from there. And they were. They were in bad shape. Ugh. They were in bad shape. Um, mercifully, uh, I, I missed it. They only went to 125. So I, I dodged a bullet, and it was like suddenly my whole life opened up. You know, so then we kind of morphed into Jimmy Carter. Things got pretty hairy underneath him uh, f- um, with foreign affairs. Mm-hmm. But we were out of Nam. But suddenly Russia became a problem, mm-hmm. and Russia became a big problem, mm-hmm. right? Um, Republicans, Ronald Reagan et al., were really, we're going to beat these Russians down. Mm-hmm. The Democrats were largely on the wrong side of that. You know, the give peace a chance crowd. Um, the Russians were absolutely evil, mm-hmm. and, it took, and it took nothing but strength to, uh, to break them. And, and, and so that, that's what happened. So, so I supported Reagan. Once again, social issues weren't big for me. Yeah. Um, and like I've said before, there's two kind of brands of Republicans, those that are fiscal conservatives and those that are social conservatives. So I always have been and always was a fiscal conservative. I'm, I'm a businessman, mm-hmm. but I've always been a social liberal. liberal. Anyway, get through George W. Bush, the... the uh, Berlin Wall came down, which was just unbelievable. It was George H. Like, w. Bush. Uh, George H. H. W. Bush, ninety-two. The Berlin Wall came down. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just nobody ever thought they'd they'd see that. I mean, it was just wonderful. Um, along clump comes Bill Clinton. I wasn't a big fan of Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. I thought he was sleazy. Mm. Just shows you how wrong you can be, I <laughs> guess. Um, but you know what? He did a great job with the economy. Actually, he would have been a great president, great, great president. But he seemed to have uh, some personal issues. He was a little distracted, I think. He got he got a little distracted. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he was sleazy, which is a shame. Yeah. Um, yeah, I that, agree. And that cast a shadow to 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, George W. Bush came in. Uh, the economy under Clinton was roaring. It yeah. was just, you know, whether it was what he did, the the, the dot-com boom happened under his watch. Mm-hmm. So the economy was roaring. The first thing George Bush did, and the the uh, uh, budget was largely balanced, the first thing George Bush did was lower taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, that helped me tremendously, like, like, like they all did. But um, suddenly the deficit blew up again, which mm-hmm. is an anti-Republican thing. Mm-hmm. It used to be the Republicans were the were the party of fiscal responsibility. You spend what you take in. Mm-hmm. You don't overspend. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch your pennies. Strong um, defense, uh, I said used to be. So, <laughs> um, and then 9-11 hit and, you know, I mean, so now, now we're 
coming into your age of consciousness, yeah. you... Uh, so I was 16. Yeah. I, what I realized is you and I were the same age when... Was it JFK? I think you were the same age when JFK died, was assassinated, as I was when 9-11 happened. So I was a freshman in high school. I, yeah, so I was a sophomore, okay. yes. sophomore in high yeah. school. Yeah. So, those so you were remember. Our, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it just took... You know, probably most of your listeners remember that we all do. The economy, you know, we 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 got through it. Mm-hmm. We got through it. So I wasn't a big fan of Obama, though. Though I didn't mind him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, some of his policies, I I, I wasn't wild about. Um, but I was sort of happy when he was elected because I thought to myself, you know, pe- you did not vote for him. I did not vote for him. The world and our country is going to see there's a black guy as president, mm-hmm. and they're going to see that the world isn't going to come to a stop. Mm-hmm. I just thought that, you know, maybe some of our racial problems are going to be behind us. <laughs> so as it works out, I couldn't have been more wrong, yeah. and I and I couldn't be more disappointed. Mm-hmm. I want to backtrack a little bit um, before we kind of dig into the Trump years. So I remember when Trump was elected. So when Trump was elected, we did a lot of soul. You and I did a lot of talking. I mean, yes. Kevin, yes. all we talked about. And we talked a little bit about, did this feel like the mid-60s again? Because in the mid-60s, we had your politicians were just fucking killed. <laughs> like, you have, like, because you were an RFK guy. You really liked RFK, didn't I did. you? And, you know, Go gone. And so it I I wonder if there is a very similar sense of helplessness that that you had that maybe we had in 2016 of like I I don't know what's going on and we can't I can't do anything about it. Do you think that's similar or not? It is it is uh very similar. I was talking to my brother a few years ago about this and he said, "Man, this is this is just uh, this is just such a mess." He said, "I thought the 60s and the 70s and Vietnam War was bad. It would be hard to rank which was worse, yeah. but they were both terrible. Both very, very that, 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 that you never want to go through again. Mm-hmm. Ne- and you can't believe you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. I got ain't even driving. So we're in, in Wisconsin. We're, what are we, like 50 miles west of Milwaukee? Yeah. Um, so we're in Lake Geneva, which is... A kind of touristy area, and where we are is a lot of retirees. We are <clears throat> a stone's throw from the golf course as we sit, as we often are in Wisconsin. Um, and I remember driving up here in the last couple of years, and the Trump signs become more and more numerous. Absolutely. And it's just, it's so distressing. Oh. It's so distressing. Um, Walworth County, where we live, it, uh, went two to one for Trump both times. Yeah. So, okay, you know what? Let's just jump in. So, let's say 2015. So, we have the primaries happening. I'm getting married, so I'm really yelling a lot about that in the general vicinity. But you, we have a pretty wide Republican field and kind of... Would you say Kasich was the most centrist? Probably. Yeah. You know, Jeb Bush. I mean, you know, I mean, these were good, good people that would have been good presidents. 
Um, yeah. Certainly, and, uh, and, certainly better than what we ended up right. with. Right. And I want to be clear, like, John Kasich, to, like, I don't think he's, like, the worst villain in the world. He's terrible on, like, reproductive rights. And, and the thing is, like, you and – if I don't push back on things, it's not necessarily that I agree with everything you're saying, I but I, I just want it to. I, yeah, I don't yep, – I'm yep, not going to, yep, like yep. – um, also, but um, – <clears throat> so John Kasich and then – what Ted Cruz is all the way on the right. Rubio was running. Fucking idiot. idiot. He's such a twerp. An idiot. Um, and so, when you're looking at this field, did you feel like anybody but Trump? Would you have been happy with anybody but Trump, or would you have accepted anybody but Trump? Uh, like, was there anybody you were stoked about? No. It, yeah. No. 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 no, no I didn't no, think no, so. No. 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 Anybody but 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 Trump. I. I've said that I would have probably voted for anybody on that stage um, instead of Trump. But the mm-hmm. fact that Trump got nominated tells you pretty much all you need to know about the mm-hmm. Republican Party, the Republican Party that I used to be a part of, um, and, and to watch it just disintegrate mm-hmm. under him. Believe it or not, we still need two strong parties. I 100% agree. Let me 100%. add a, let me add another word. Two strong sane parties. Yes. Who all want the country to function. Who all want the country to do well. Yes. We may disagree on how we get from point A to point mm-hmm. B, but 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 we want everybody to yeah. succeed. Mm-hmm. Um I was not a big fan of Hillary. Um I thought she did a she she was qualified. So when you look at who's qualified to be president or anything else Mm -hmm. there's intellect Mm -hmm. and temperament Mm -hmm. right so you got to be smart and you got to know how to handle stuff right it was pretty apparent to me trump was 0 for 2 on this (laughs) not even on the scale she was so so she was really smart Mm -hmm. she had the right temperament Mm -hmm. i thought she did a great job of secretary of state so Mm -hmm. so, i mean she had the chops oh yeah Uh, she's as qualified as anyone has been who's yes 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 yeah um but she had a lot of baggage. She mm-hmm. had a lot of baggage, a little bit of it of her own making, but most of it from the Republican yeah. uh, attack machine. It mm-hmm. became it became painfully clear that the way the Republicans attacked Obama and Hillary, there was something else behind there besides I don't like their politics. There was some really what do you think deep it was, Dad? Hatred. Uh, I can't think of anything. Misogyny, that's, uh-huh. racism. Oh, I don't know. Wow. You know, it it sort of all goes back to the to, to the Clinton era because then you had Fox News, and then Fox News begets Rush Limbaugh. Do you think Fox News did Fox News spring out of the like? Do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think so. If we're looking at what the Republican Party is today, do you think its roots are in the Clinton era, or do you think it's, or do you think it's more? Uh, were those idiots uh, in who all got elected in 2010? Um, Tea Party. Tea Party. So, so yeah. So, so, so then, so you get Fox News, you get Rush, you get the Tea Party. It's, it's just a continuum, mm-hmm. right? Then you get to birthers, mm-hmm. then you get to Trump. So, and they're just so yes sanding the themselves into oblivion. Anything anybody says that makes no sense, they're like, yeah. And also, this other terrible thing. Like, there's just something very non-critical about how they approach literally everything. Any, anybody, like, in the Fox News bubble, it but seems you know, to me. But, but they, come from a, they come from a very, very dark place. Mm-hmm. We don't like black people. We don't like women. Our listeners, the hardcore fa- f- of Fox viewers... You know what? They may not admit it, but that's what they think. Mm-hmm. And um, after all these years, it's just uh, 
very disappointing. Not only for the Republican Party, but but for the country. I think mm. we're better than this. I, yeah, yeah, and I, but we're not. You know what I mean? Like I thought we were too, and I agree. Like I thought, okay, Obama did a very good, you know, by most accounts, a pretty good job in, yeah. in office. Yeah. Was ex- incredibly popular uh, and you did know, great overseas. Very articulate. You know, he could he could he could answer questions. He understood stuff. Yeah, and smart and compassionate. And yeah, like, yeah, 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 and yeah. also charismatic and yes, good looking yes, which will yeah, get you very yeah. far in life uh, yes yes um, but he had it all yeah but except for that pesky race thing yeah so um so again back to 2015 it's the field is narrowing and then at the end we are with ted cruz and trump which is the two most embarrassing human beings in the face of the world yeah you also hate ted cruz right oh my god yes Oh, we were just talking about uh, your governor, or your governor, your uh, senator here, who... Uh, senator Johnson? Oh, boy. Despicable. You guys have some lousy politicians in Wisconsin. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, okay, so it be- so Trump really was the front runner for the whole time. Yeah. They kind of swapped out second place. Yeah, but he pretty much was, Yeah. you know... Beginning to end. And so you're, so it's 2015. Were you, you weren't up here yet. You're still in Chicago. Right. So you probably ran with a probably different group of people in yeah. in Chicago, more or less? Not no? really, but okay. whatever, whatever. What is, among your other business guy friends, because to me, Dad, you're like the prototypical, like capital B business guy. Mm-hmm. You are pro-business. You are a capitalist. Mm-hmm. You believe in the the power of hard work to to lift people up yes yes um so when you're talking to your other capitalist friends what is the did you have people right from the jump saying like oh maybe that's what we need maybe we need a a non-politician in the white house to shake things up there was a little bit of of that i mean i don't think anybody realized how awful trump was Mm -hmm. um but it what happened should be no surprise. Um, the only clear uh, excuse was, you know, what happening an outside. You know, everybody runs. Everybody runs for president as an outsider. They may have lived in Washington D.C. for fifty years, but I'm an outsider. They're incumbent, sitting senator in, from Maryland. Incumbent presidents <laughs> run as outsiders. Uh, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a, but he really was an outsider. Yeah. Um, Which, unfortunately, in his case, meant he did not understand how politics work and, or and, care. And had no interest in finding out. None. Had no I, interest in I heard in it, but he just didn't have the intellectual curiosity to None. learn anything. None. None. He, th- he walked into the room. He thought he was the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. So it turns out, most of the time, he was the dumbest guy in the room, and he had all the power. Very bad combination. I remember a couple of years ago... I was thinking about, like, I always knew Trump would be cruel. I always knew he'd be a misogynist. I always knew he's a monster. Right. I was genuinely shocked time and time again about how sincerely dumb he is. Oh. it's It genuinely right. shocks me how right. he's gotten this far and is very obviously not a smart guy. And he talks about how he went to the Warden Business School or whatever while talking on the other side of his mouth about how terrible Ivy League education is and only the elites do it while saying, like, making sure his kid's getting there. So I guess we're going to go, go full bore Trump. Yeah, yeah. It should have been to anybody in business. It should have been a screaming red flag when he wouldn't release his taxes. Mm-hmm. No U.S. bank 
wanted to deal with him because he was a crook, mm-hmm. right? So he ends up dealing with foreign banks, Deutsche Bank, out of uh, Germany. We know he went. Ban- he, we know we, he, he bankrupted uh, a bunch of businesses, including casinos, which is including, virtually impossible. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right, right. That he had this golf course business. Nobody knew if it was making money, but he wouldn't release his taxes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know they're under audit. Well, I mean it was just one lie after another. Mm-hmm. To me, if you had one ounce of critical thinking, you'd say, "What's he hiding?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to find out shortly. Uh, the Southern District of Manhattan has 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 got his taxes, and they've got him in the bullseye. Yeah. So uh, we'll see uh, we'll see how that plays out. But you know, if you had an ounce of sense, you'd say, you know, what are you hiding? Mm-hmm. So do you think it was just the ingrained misogyny? In, do you think it was a lot of anti-Hillary, or do you think it was a lot of pro-Trump? I was surprised at how many women I knew, very successful women, mm-hmm. very smart women, some of whom you know, mm-hmm. that hated Hillary. I mean, they these women hated Hillary with, with, with a passion. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, well, that's not good. No. You know, I, maybe it was because she supported Bill or enabled Bill. I don't know. I didn't even want to get into it. Yeah. But the, so the, but the depth of their hatred mm-hmm. was just... They were making excuses about why they hated her instead of hating her for legitimate reasons would be my... They just hated her. Yeah. You know, and even after Trump's pussy thing, Mm -hmm. right? You'd think... I thought it was over. I don't think it shook anybody. I could... I remember exactly where I was when that tape came out. I was in Vegas with Mikey's family and that, that Access Hollywood video came out and I was just like, well, that's the ball game. Except match. Yeah. Uh, Factoid, though, um, a bunch of stuff got released about, well, you're going to have to refresh my memory, but there was some stuff about Hillary's investigation that came out like three days afterwards, and it seemed like maybe somebody else was at play there to to defer that story. Well, fuck, what was his name? Uh, Comey. Comey. Jim Comey released that stuff Two right, weeks before the election? Right before the election. But something else came out that was about Hillary that was headline-worthy. The, the, let's just say the timing was suspicious. Mm. Because Trump is always about, I own the day, mm-hmm. and if something goes on, look at the shiny object mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he had a lot of help with that. I don't know how in the world he could have survived that. But he did. I think Rupert Murdoch helped. I think the fact that he had friends in the media... Was he had friends in the right wing media. Sure. With maybe, and at that point, if people aren't thinking critically about their sources, they take everything as gospel. And they don't. And they, yeah. And they don't. So, uh, but I was just uh, just shocked. Mm-hmm. Just shy. It's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing about talking politics is I don't think in the history of political discussion, one mind has ever been changed. <laughs> But but that's the whole point. The reason I'm here is you changed your mind. You changed your party allegiance. And, like, that's why I thought this was an interesting conversation. But I didn't change my values. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, my values were always honesty, integrity, mm-hmm. you know, that, 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 that kind of stuff. Um, I was always a social liberal. Right. Um, uh, I was, you know, certainly... 
uh, not a racist, my goodness. I, mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've got a long uh, history of that lot of black friends. Just, you know, I just, my whole, my whole thing is I don't care mm-hmm. if you're tall or short or black or white or male or female, whatever. Everybody gets treated the same. Everybody should have the same opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I was just disgusted with, with Trump. Um, I did a little bit of work for, for Hillary. Oh, but, did you? Yeah. I didn't remember that happening. Yeah. Um, but I thought she was going to win in a walkover. And everybody did, which you is know, why... Yeah, whoops. Which is why when you look back at the three months before the general, every everything that happened, every news piece that got published was well Hillary is going to win yeah. so we might as well right. dump on her as much right, as because we can. Nobody could elect this clown. Yes. And then <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, she owns a piece of this. She owns a big piece of this. Oh, stuff. of course. Like Ob- nobody's blameless. Obviously she ran a lousy campaign. Mm-hmm. Obviously she had a lot of baggage that that, that she just couldn't overcome. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean she paid a price for it. Uh, her legacy is tarnished. Bill's legacy is tarnished, mm-hmm. and and we were stuck with this for four years. Mm-hmm. So, um, talk to me a little bit about uh, your when you realized a lot of your peers were not just I'm going to vote for him because I'm Republican and or I hate Hillary. So, but when like did you notice a shift between he's the lesser of two evils into he's the greatest patriot that this country has ever produced? Uh, I didn't have many of those discussions. Mm-hmm. You know, up here I've got, I've got, say, 40 guys and women that I know well and mm-hmm. play golf with and, and quite candidly very, very fond of. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still uh, a bunch of them. I mean, look, 75 million people voted for right, Trump. Right. Right? They're everywhere. <laughs> They're everywhere. Yeah. Um, there's they look a, just like I'm us. I'm not the only one that you could interview no. with this, because there's a, a, a dozen people up here mm-hmm. that if you ask these questions, would mm-hmm. give their, their personal experience would be different. Yeah. But their, how I got from, from here to there would be, would, would be the same. So there's a lot of, of those folks up here. And you know what? We don't. We just don't talk politics anymore. Everybody knows where everybody else stands. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no use, you know. Once in a while, in a bar, somebody would say something and would blow up for five minutes, and it's like, all right, just sit mm-hmm. down. We're, 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 you know, we're not here to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have found, including family members, we have just have been very quiet. Yeah. You know, like, oh man, you know, you're never going to get somebody to admit. All those wonderful things I said about Trump were wrong, right? <laughs> that just doesn't come out of people's mouths. Yeah. But when uh, when the election was called, I think you sent me the first note on it. Is it in 2016? Yes. Okay. No, 2020. Oh, 2020. 2020. Okay. Um, you know, I, I just told mom, it's like, you know what? Don't call anybody. Mm-hmm. Let's just be... Let's let it play out for a little let bit. Let it and play then... out. Let it... Let it um, we're not going to gloat. That's what they do. We're going to be bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to lose friendships over mm-hmm. that guy. Which is a, a stance that you and I have disagreed on many times mm-hmm. about that. That I think that is just a place that you and I will never come together, that I have zero problem cutting. If, if I think that they are 
a fundamentally bad person. And and by that I mean and I do think that like most people who voted for Trump if they are not racist, they certainly were okay with a racist. And if they're not a misogynist, they're okay with having a misogynist. They and are, to me, those they are, are de facto both of those. They're de facto both of those things. And therefore, and I am a very lucky person. My life is rich with wonderful people. Yes, yes. Don't need your bullshit anymore. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Um, which is one of the, and I know a lot of people whose relationships with their parents, people, my peers, whose relationships with their parents were if not severed, certainly tarnished yeah. by the fact that all of a sudden they felt like their their parent was in a cult. Which is which is tragic. Yeah. You know, I mean, so you take a bad situation with a with, with a with a lousy guy like Trump, and then the damage that that gets inflicted on families and friends and oh relationships. It's ripples. Is is horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I kind of look at. The, the the number one thing that I look at with people I hang around with is character, mm-hmm. right? What, what what kind of a person are they, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I've been blessed, you know, a lot of my friends. These guys are very, very strong, strong character, good folks, generally funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just, I just shrug my shoulders. Um, Although the one little gloating we did is we saw on Facebook when uh, somebody put a W flag out, the Cubs W flag out. That that came out really fast. Yeah, that came out. So yeah. I had that flying for a day it's, or so. For for context, for my non-Chicago and non-sports fan listeners, um, the Chicago Cubs have. There's a long trip. God, I'm not going to do this whole thing. But um, Wrigley Field sits along the Red Line, which is kind of the main train artery in Chicago. And so back in the day, before people had access to radios and things like that, if they didn't want to wait till the next morning to um, to see who won the ball game, they would fly a W flag at Wrigley Field, a white, a white field with a blue W on it. So when you're taking the bus home, because all the games were at 120. 120. Um, and so at five o'clock, generally they'd, you know, six o'clock they've been wrapping up, and so they could see who won the ball game on their way home. So there's, and then there's also the blue L flag that we see less frequently. <laughs> and so when, <laughs> when Biden, when my dad put out his W flag, because it was a very, because also you can't do political flags in here. We're in like a. Uh, right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. 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 That's true. Because you said somebody put up a Trump flag and had to yeah. had to take it yeah, down. Made him take it down. So so that was your your sneaky, like kind of. I outthought him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dad, you're so brave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're a real warrior. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So, was this the first time in your life that you did not feel comfortable talking to your friends about politics? Because you've always been interested in politics. Sure. You and I remember, like our my uncle Mark, who was a lifelong Democrat, yeah. and that was like a staple of Thanksgiving oh dinner. God, yeah. Is yeah. Dad and Uncle Mark are gonna? T- and it was never no. It was never underhanded. It was no, always no, no, it no, was no, always no. a good faith conversation. Yeah, of uh, two rich white guys discussing like the ills of the world. Um, but uh, so you had to have always been in a place that you were pretty comfortable staying your opinion, right? Oh well, yeah. Right. Did you ever feel right. uncomfortable letting people that know that you voted for W or that you no. were a Republican? Ever. No. So was it then strange to shift into this thing that politics were kind of a, a thing that we don't talk about anymore? Was that a weird shift? Or, would, or did you even notice it? I knew, you know, but until Trump came along, 
I mean, I had a bunch of friends, some of whom you know, that I that I just a lot of them grew up in Cicero mm-hmm. in blue collar areas, who who I knew were racist, mm-hmm. right? I I nobody ever talked about it, mm-hmm. but they just say stuff, or I, I know them, and it was just like you know what, and I just I just ignored it or just gave them the hand, mm-hmm. but but it never really came out, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I I've I've got I mean I knew. My former boss, Mary. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. We were friends before I started working for her. Mm-hmm. I worked for her for years. I've known her my whole life. I didn't know if she was a Republican or a Democrat. As a matter of fact, I just assumed she was a Democrat. She's not. She's, She's a hardcore. not. No, it just, it just, I mean, why talk about that, right? I mean, people believe what they believe, right? Mm-hmm. They have the right to do that. As long as, it, and if I disagree with them, as long as they're not in my face about it, sure. and they're good people otherwise, they, mm-hmm. you know, fun to be with, and, you know, um, so it so it it never came out, you know. Um, it, one of the horrible things about this now everybody knows where everybody is, and you're judged. You know, if you voted for Trump, you've got like you're tarnished. Yeah, you got your you're Scarlet tarnished. A. Yeah. yeah, you do. And um, I, I mean, it's just Jessica. It's all the way around bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you said, there's people you won't talk to. There's families that that get blown up because of him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I just don't want that to happen to me. I'm going to be bigger than that and smarter than that and not let this jerk mm-hmm. drag me into the mud. Mm-hmm. What was the discourse around here during uh, the Black Lives Matter protests this summer? Last summer, I guess uh, As now? you know, this is a fairly white area. Mm-hmm. I would say aggressively white, but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was... Or was it even a topic of conversation? It, it was a thing, you know, you'd hear people make pretty disparaging comments about the rioters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd hear some people, you know, kind of be sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, once again, that, that's going right down racial lines. I mean, the pro-Trumpers thought the Black Lives Matters people were the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you look, when you see a riot, it's never good. Mm-hmm. So nobody's going to say, oh, yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. You know, but there were circumstances and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just try to kind of stay quiet about that. Mm-hmm. Do you think if you were um, a minority person or a woman or something like that, do you think you would have the same uh, desire to kind of let things lie and... Let people like do you do you Well think- if I was one of those things, Jessica, it would be a tragedy because I would have never met and married your mom and you wouldn't be here. So okay. <laughs> I don't think any <laughs> But 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 you understand Mike like you're you're a rich white guy. You're a fair you know, nothing bad was necess- was probably gonna happen to you in terms of your rights being taken away or compromised. Yeah. Do you do you recognize that that's a bit of a Privileged position oh, to absolutely. be able to. Okay. So, so, yeah. What I, I think what I've come to understand. So I've been retired for for a few years now, and you get a chance to kind of look back at things. Uh, I've I've become way more acutely aware of uh, white privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I are the most privileged white people that ever walked the face of the earth. My mm-hmm. grandfather was a successful businessman. He he started a small. Uh, dairy. Uh, Did he start that with the GI Bill? 
He did not. Okay. He started that with his own money. Mm. Um, we were very fortunate. We had to work hard, and, and, and it was very difficult. But we took that little peanut stand, like my grandfather used to call it, and, and turned it into a big company, um, sold it. You know, I went on a, to a career after that. And, you know, I mean, I'm a pretty good business man. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I didn't have that opportunity... Mm-hmm. Do I think I'd be living where I'm living now and have had to live? So no. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, there's a little bit of a dog whistle. You know, you will hear when the, Republican, when the Democrats say we want to raise taxes. Mm-hmm. The dog whistle is many Republicans, many Trump supporters just think all they're doing is they're paying more money to support black people in poor neighborhoods that are too lazy to get off their butt and work themselves. That's mm-hmm. their core belief. Mm-hmm. If they thought about it, which that's actually a very succinct way to put it. Think think of what their last three or four generations of their family were, and think of what the last you right. know. Did they have a house? Did they have educated parents? Mm-hmm. Did they have Did they have good schools? Did they have did somebody they have... at home to help them with their homework at right, night? Right, right. Did right. they did... have to watch their siblings? Right, 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 right. So I mean that you know the deck is really stacked mm-hmm. the wrong way, uh, and I've become more acutely aware of that. I mean, I, I mean, I never, you know, thought badly of people. I think I was never one to kind of look down at people and just call them lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, you know, I mean, most of those people don't have a chance. They don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and as a society, I mean, we've we've got to help those people as, as much as we can, and it's tough, mm-hmm. and it's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin has spent, and and his wife Maggie spent a lot of time, kind of working with disadvantaged kids. I'm very very proud of that. That they really, you know, they could go their 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 uh, teachers, you know, they could go to rich white public schools and make a lot of money. They 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 prefer to stay uh, mm-hmm. in the city. I'm I'm very proud of that. So. You know they lead with their, with their heart. Yeah. Um, Do you think Kevin working on the South Side is part of kind of what opened your eyes to, to that, or was there anything in particular? Is it I just getting older? My, you know, I don't. I, I don't think my eyes were ever closed to that. No. Okay. But um, but, but you but, said you you feel more acutely aware. But but as I, but well you know as I've gotten farther away from the day in day out work I did. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know I had a pretty robust career and it took a lot of work yeah. and it took a lot of energy traveled a lot traveled a lot you know met a lot of fun people met some not 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 fun people had some great things happen to me mm-hmm. had some not so good things happen to me i mean it's it's like a 15 round boxing match by the time you get out of it you know it's like you're punch drunk mm-hmm. so it's like wow what just happened to me the last 45 years of my life mm-hmm. so it, it it just takes time to be away from that and you kind of enjoy the fruits of your labor a little mm-hmm. bit and you're able to travel and, and, and do stuff so there's time to reflect mm-hmm. right i'm not getting up at six o'clock in the morning and jumping on a train or mm-hmm. going oh my god I, I think back of those days i i i don't know how i did it um, so I don't think it was any awakening thing. It was just maybe I had more time to focus on it. Oh, that makes sense. Cool. Um, okay, so we're at about 45 minutes. Um, I think the last thing I want to bring up is um, a thing I have gotten frequently criticized for on this podcast, and it is me generally disparaging uh, Republicans in general, Trump voters more specifically. Um, my And I've gotten... Angry letters, angry tweets, 
all of it. I I understand that I am a I was gonna say a shock jack. That's not even remotely close. I, I'm a big personality. I don't know if you've noticed that, Dad. I have. Have you? Have you? Yeah. Oh my I, don't, God. I don't know where you got that from. Yeah, but. unclear. I have two very mild-mannered parents. Um, and so, you know, this sort of generalization of when I say these Republican monsters are trying to fuck up trans rights or reproductive rights or whatever, my thing with that is like, listen, if you choose to time and time again vote against the interests of people of color and poor people and the people who need your help the most... Yeah, I, I'm fine. Like I'm fine with saying that. I imagine that does not make you feel good. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Um, I believe in civil discourse. I also believe you're in show business. You've got a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and if you look at the people that have been most successful, Rush and Sean Hannity, they mm-hmm. just get out there and just say the most outrageous stuff mm-hmm. and get paid. Mm-hmm. obscene amounts of money. Like but, I am. Obscene but, amounts of money. But you wouldn't general, you know, if you're going to generalize about Republicans, you wouldn't generalize about black people or you wouldn't ge- generalize about Hispanic people or you would, I mean, generally speaking, you don't want to generalize. Sure, but there's also, there's a difference between judging somebody based on their actions than judging who they are as a but fundamental that, person. But that's not every Republican. You don't think so? You don't think anybody pulling the, the ballot box, I don't know what that expression is, pulling the ticket pulling the whatever i mean mean, pulling the lever for republicans are fundamentally okay with the fact that their their needs are being met and if anybody else's isn't there that's less of a concern they don't care if if we we know the way to lift people out out of poverty we know the way to reduce abortions we know how to do this and time and time again people who vote republican are opting out of those things and Mm -hmm. instead in my opinion being cruel for the sake of being cruel Mm -hmm. and for their own personal financial gain and societal gain however i understand that not every republican is a literal monster i do am i am i being the rush limbaugh of my of the left i'm the wrong guy to ask that question you know i would turn the temperature down a little bit i mean it it, it comes down to those that are still republicans mm-hmm. that that you don't like i know people that are extremely pro-life mm-hmm. right they wake up every morning and they just think about dead babies and they think if if they voted for a democrat they're signing that death warrant. They're signing this, yeah. that that um, death warrant. They would even tolerate a pig like Donald Trump mm-hmm. because it it solves that, that problem. So they are a one issue voter. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. They're mm-hmm. mostly white. Mm-hmm. Uh, some rural, some not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? And you're not going to budge them from that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've even suggested to some of them when I kind of wade into that water, I said, you know, maybe we should look at this a little bit different and, 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 and just say, like, okay, we have unwanted pregnancies. Mm-hmm. What do we want to do about unwanted pregnancies mm-hmm. with abortion at the court of last resort, mm-hmm. right? So what about working on adoption rules? Mm-hmm. Let's make adoption easier, mm-hmm. right? They won't have it. Yeah. That Nope. It's like, you know, the adoption rules are crazy, right? They're yeah. anti-gay, right? Yeah. So, so they're, they're, they're fighting the adoption rules. Mm-hmm. 
they, they don't even understand what they're doing is making the problem that yes, they hate so much the worse. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because we, we, we've talked about this before. And like, if that was their stance, I would still be like, fuck you. Nobody can tell me I have to be pregnant if I don't want to be pregnant. Like, to me, my bodily autonomy is, if I don't have control over my body, I have nothing, you know? Uh and, and we can disagree with that about that. No, I, no I, look, I don't disagree with that at all. But yeah. but, but but if I'm but talking to a pro life person, you can't. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Just don't even bother. <laughs> yeah, honestly, cross the street because it's because it's it's not going to end well. Yeah, it's powder keg, right? You know, and the, the other people that are Trumpers are just probably people that don't like black people. Mm-hmm. Period, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of that. I don't know what if it's fifty fifty, or, or you know, sometimes it's both. Yeah, right? yeah. So you know, I mean, if they've gone through all the crap that Trump put us through mm-hmm. and the January sixth riot, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like that's not enough evidence mm-hmm. to say this is a bad guy that doesn't deserve your, your support. It, you're not going to move him. Mm-hmm. So you know, my advice to that, that I think that you started with is mm-hmm. there's kids that have parents that just you know won't are republicans like i was i jumped their parents didn't mm-hmm. what can i do to switch them mm-hmm. nothing yeah nothing don't talk politics and especially don't talk politics when alcohol is involved yeah, <laughs> yeah we've learned that lesson a few times huh <sighs> okay well dad how do you think this went <laughs> So far, so good. So far, so good. Nobody got hurt, did they? Yeah, I know. We we did talk at length about, uh, at some point, we were just going to have my dad just storm off, and then I would publish it, and we'd both be millionaires. Yeah. Like, fuck this, and then, like, knock over my microphone, yes. which cost me, like, $40, so <laughs> please don't do that. We didn't think we were going to get our $40 back out of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. I mean, I think we covered everything I wanted to discuss. Is there anything that you wanted to, to float? Is there anything that you want to say to me in, on mic and have it recorded forever <laughs> that we can play for, for Maeve when she's grown up? Yeah, no, you know, I'm, I'm very... I'm going to play this podcast at your funeral, Dad. Oh, nice, nice. Well, <laughs> what do you want to well say? I hope it's a long time from now. <laughs> what do you want to say to all the people under the black lace veils yeah, weeping? Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> See you never, um, nerds. Uh, no, you know what? I uh, I'm I'm proud of the work that you and Hammett do. Thank you. Uh, I I I think you uh, provide a service for your listeners. I know your um, uh, the amount of listeners are growing, mm-hmm. and that tells me that you're on kind of the right path. And I I, I I think it's an important message. Do I like to hear everything that comes out of your mouth? Not really. I think one time you said I agree with 99% of what you say, but I hate how you say it. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes. Which I really think is our relationship in a nutshell, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we, we generally agree, but I'm just far too loud for your comfort. Yeah. Well, you know, relationships with kids are complicated. Always. Um the fact that we can sit here and, and have a chat like this for an hour and uh, generally be pleasant and laugh. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, we probably agree on most stuff. I did not notice you rolling your eyes when I said stuff. I rolled my eyes zero that, times. That, that I know you didn't like, uh, but I said it anyways. <laughs> Uh, well, we didn't even dig into how Reagan is actually a true monster. But listen, yeah. that's another podcast for he, people smarter than me. He saved us from the Russians. Did you see how I didn't roll my eyes? Yeah, uh, tried. <laughs> I did. I was drinking water so I could really Got focus it. on something Got, else. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <sighs> okay, Dad, I think let's wrap it up. 
We've got dinner reservations in 45 Perfect. minutes. I can't wait to be in public. Oh, you it's will It's going to be incredible. Oh, you're going to have the best seat in the house. Ugh, it's going to be so good. We're going to, well, let's plug it. We're going to a little place called Sopra in downtown Lake Geneva. Yep. And it's, my dad is friends with the owner, as he's wont to do, <laughs> and friends with all the bird. I think the thing, Dad, you and I have most in common is that... <laughs> We're friends with every bartender and every server and every restaurant person that we meet. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> no, I think... No, actually, you know what? Uh, it's uh, it's a good thing. Um, I guess one of the things we can kind of tap into is the huge difference that's happened during COVID. I mean, it was always big, but the huge uh, uh, difference between uh, rich and poor, those of us that had money in the market mm-hmm. made a bloody killing uh, in the last year. While, Do you feel shitty about that? While, like, obviously, you were no, laughing feel, all the way to the bank. No, but. I don't feel shitty about it. <laughs> Um, See, somehow I got all of the guilt from, like, the years of Catholicism in our family. Oh, I'm just steeped well, in guilt. Well, I was a Catholic a lot longer than than, <laughs> uh, than you were, and, and I uh, shook it off. So I, do, <laughs> so I do think about that. So, I mean, I guess as a result, if I'm with a, a server, mm-hmm. I, I have a tendency to overtip. Yeah. And, and God knows we're both entertaining enough. Yes. So, you know. <laughs> um, but I do think that, you know, going forward, there is a huge wealth gap in a country Mm -hmm. that is a big 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 problem Mm -hmm. um to close it out can you tell the listeners why you had me baptized (laughs) to keep to keep your mom off your back (laughs) to keep so when uh our kids were born kevin was born first uh jessica three years later and my mom was very very catholic Mm -hmm. very irish very catholic Mm -hmm. and um she was just livid at me. She was a generally unhappy yeah. individual, which yes. was too bad. Yeah, yeah, she had a tough life. Yeah, yeah, she did. Uh, she was really mad at me for a lot of stuff, but amongst <laughs> other things, was I, I just quit going to church. This, this is just this is just nuts. When did you stop going to church? Uh, probably college. <laughs> as soon as you could? <laughs> as soon as I could. Wait, when did, they, when did the Catholic Church switch from Latin? Do you remember going to Mass in Latin? Yeah. Was it awful? Yeah. What, you just can't it understand awful. it. Of course it was awful. What's the point? It was awful in English. <laughs> so anyway, so Kevin and I were born. So, so, so when the kids are born, my mom and uh, my mother-in-law, Mozzie was in on this too. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mozzie, my grandmother, is um, Italian. Italian. Catholic also. Catholic so a lot also. of Catholics. Not quite as strident as my mother was. No. But they were threatening to kidnap you guys and take you to a church to be baptized. Uh, so here, now now we're on the horns of a dilemma, <laughs> right? Um, you know, I was a grown man at the time, and, you know, Mom and I talked about it, and I said, you know, I just, we just, we got to baptize him. Yeah. So we Just we dunk him in the water. And so we did. I think uh, David and Dawn, I don't know, David and Dawn, my brother and his wife might have been Kevin's. Godparents, and I think Shar and Mark. No, Phyllis's Char sister. and Uncle Joe are my Char, godparents. Char, okay. So Phyllis' side of the family. Yeah, but it was like, you know, I guess I could stick my, put my foot down and say, I'm not, it, you know what? The juice isn't worth the squeeze. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to back off, mm-hmm. do something you really don't want to do, and the rest of your life is much more pleasant. Yeah. I recently. <laughs> You got, we moved around the same time, you and I. We both liked Chicago. You came to Wisconsin. Right. I, I went to the suburbs. I'm sure you both still have, like, 
do you just have two boxes that you never unpacked and probably will never touch again? Because I had one of those in my, like, in my closet in my bedroom. And it was just a one-by-one square box that just had, like, garbage in it. And I just didn't know what to do with it, and so I put it away. It's it's a real metaphor with how I deal with things. Sure, sure. And uh, so the other day, I was like, you know what, Jess? (laughs) This is it. This is the moment you unpack that box. And I found my baptism certificate. I still have it. There you go. What do you think I should do with it? Uh, Frame it. (laughs) Yeah. I'll put it behind. Uh, Put it up for auction for your listeners. See, this is why I need a capitalist in my family. Exactly. (laughs) That's why I was put on this earth. How do you monetize this thing? Okay. All right, Dad. That's gonna do it. I, Thanks, Jess. I, I genuinely appreciate you you coming on and giving me your time and and being willing to to talk about this stuff. I know some of it's personal, and and uh, I appreciate you be your willingness to share. Always fun. All right, Dad. Um, thank you. Thank you.